Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Impact South Bend. My name is Tom Nyhart, and I am here with my wife and my lovely co-host, Jill Nyhart. Hi, honey. So tonight, we want to get a little bit more real. Now, we've talked a lot about Jesus and who he is and what he does and how he interacts with different people. Last podcast, we discussed what it looks like to bear good fruit. Not everyone that goes to church bears good fruit, and not everyone in the church bears bad fruit. So to start with, I'm going to issue a bit of a challenge, and I hope you're up to it. It starts with you. Now to begin, uh, for any of our people that have grown up on a farm or vegetable-growing people, plant or flower garden growing people, or crop growing farmers, what do you have to do to the ground to prepare it? Especially where we live in Indiana with Indiana clay. Well, I'm a farm kid. Born and raised and proud of it. Um, You have to, you got to turn over the land. You got to put some sort of fertilizer, compost. um, You got to prepare the soil. Uh, you got to dig in and break it up. What's one of the worst parts about having a vegetable garden or a f- flower garden? Weeds. 100% weeds. Oh, they're the worst. And it takes constant care of the times that we've had vegetables. And even right now with the flower gardens that we have, it just takes constant care or the weeds quickly. Oh, man, it doesn't take but a few weeks and you're buried and you're going to be working really hard yeah so we're going to be in one of the most well-known parables that jesus told also one that is in my opinion often interpreted wrongly by a well-intended well-meaning groups of people so this comes out of matthew 13 verses 1 through 9 would you like me to read that i would love you to read that (laughs) That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into the boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up so quickly because of the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So out of that passage, what are the at least two of the constants that are in that parable? Sower and seed. So you've got the sower and the seed, that all the way through the story, those two things don't change. Right. So what's the variable? Uh, The soil, like whatever it lands on. So the soil's the variable. So that, to me, says right off the bat that the focus is in the soil. There's something about the soils that we need to understand or something about it that we need to pay attention to. So we're going to jump to Matthew Same chapter, chapter 13, verses 18 through 23, where Jesus kind of explains himself a little bit. 
Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This seed is sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. I love this parable and talking about the seed because, as we've already said, the seed doesn't change. But in some situations, the seed doesn't even get a chance to take, to take root. It doesn't mean the seed is bad. Or when we get down to where the seed has fallen on the rocky ground, it springs up, but doesn't have really any root. Again, that's not really the fault of the seed. It doesn't mean the seed is bad. So if we want to look at this, we have to ask our question, what is the seed? And that comes out of verse 19. When anyone hears this message about the kingdom and does not understand it. So here the seed seems to be the kingdom. So what is the message of the kingdom that Jesus brings? Well, it's the kingdom brings love. It like sees and hears the oppressed and brings healing and peace. Shalom. So if that's the case, then... Why does the soil where the seed falls? Well, it has to be us, our hearts. Exactly. And we have to prepare ourselves in the same way that we have to prepare ground to plant gardens and crops and vegetables and flowers. It's like we said at the beginning of the podcast. What do you do when you prep a garden? You turn the soil over, you fertilize, you do all of the things that you have to prepare for what's coming. It's hard work. It is hard work. And when we look at the four soils in the story, uh, we have the path, which doesn't understand, and the evil one snatches it away. We have the rocks, which does understand, but has no depth, cannot withstand the struggles and the the hardships and the things that we hit and find in our day-to-day life. You've got the thorny soil, which understands, but just can't let go of the idolatry and the things it holds on to. Then you have the good soil. The good soil understands and does and produces a crop. So the question, which soil do we want to be? Which soil are we? How will you prepare your soil? If you are the path, let's take a look at Hosea 10. Sow righteousness for yourselves. Reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up your unplowed ground. 
therefore it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. So be generous. So Zedekah. Zedekah is a Hebrew word that means righteousness. Commonly used to signify charity. This concept of charity differs from the modern Western understanding of charity. We understand charity as a spontaneous act of goodwill or generosity. Zedekah is an ethical obligation and refers to a a religious obligation to do what is right and just. Unlike voluntary charity or generosity, This is seen as a spiritual obligation that must be performed regardless of one's financial standing. So how will you prepare your soil if you are the rocks? Let's take a look at Isaiah 5. Therefore, as tongues of fire lick up straw, and as dry grass sinks down in flames, so their roots will decay, and their flowers blow away like dust. For they have rejected the law, the teachings of the Almighty and spurned the word of the Holy One of Israel. Do you want or need deep roots? Put your resources in the law of the Lord Almighty. We can also take a look at Psalm 1 for this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But those who delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. So just looking at Psalm 1, how do you build deep roots? Delight in the teachings of the Lord. Yeah. So let's jump down to Jeremiah 4. How will you prepare your soil if you're the thorns? Break up your unplowed grounds and do not sow among the thorns. Circumcise yourself to the Lord. Circumcise your hearts, you people of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, or my wrath will flare up and burn like fire because of the evil you have done. Burn with no one to quench it. With Jeremiah, turn away from your idolatry, the idols of worry and wealth, and put your faith into action. It appears that Jesus is inviting the people to prepare their soil. Kind of like real-life farming or gardening. It requires some work. And if I know anything about gardening or farming, preparation of the soil is something that must be done each year, all year long. I have some work to do on my own soil. He who has ears, let him hear. Want to see the world change? Want to see the Big C Church become more aware of the needs of the hurting and the oppressed? Want to see the church become more kind and loving to everyone? Then be in the church and change it from within. Join a church, build friendships in the church, and change it from the inside. If everyone who sees the areas where the church has fallen but chooses to leave the church... The church will not change in the areas that it needs to. That's right. If, if you're not there, how can you influence any of the changes that you think are so necessary? 
You can't because you're not there. It starts with our own hearts. Break up the hard, dry soil of our own hearts and allow the seed of the kingdom to be planted and to grow. Yeah. That's it for this one. Catch us the next time. Can't wait to see you.